Hello everyone, and yes, finally we are here. This is the beginning of this show. I was going to say it's the beginning of the takeover, but if you've been paying attention to this wonderful world we live in, you know that the technology takeover is well underway. Um, now this isn't necessarily going to be a show that's going to go into the fear-mongering of what technology might have been, but this is very much a show that's going to uh, focus on one main question. The entire show was one main question. Every topic will have this question, which is, how did we get here? So each week, you uh, sorry, each week? No. <laughs> if, if you've been paying attention to the buildup of the show, you know for a certainty these don't come on a weekly basis. This is going to be a monthly uh, feature. When it comes to uh, uh, when it comes to these uh, shows, what you can expect is to have a dive into um, into the origins of some of the most everyday things we now use in our hyper uh, technological world. So this week, um, I wanted to start with one of the heavyweight uh, entries that we have for this show and we're going to talk about the smartphone specifically with the smartphone in 2020 we're going to talk about how do we get here now for most people you'd be going well it's you know it, this all started with mobile phones you're really telling us the history of mobile phones and no not so much because what <laughs> When it comes to the idea of what mo a mobile phone carrier is, I while that while that might bring up some novelty of talking about the 1980s, I really wanted to focus on when was the first smartphone made, and it may have an origin that you're not as uh, used to as uh, uh, it might be not as um, I guess used to is the right word as uh, you would expect. So we're actually going to go back to um, the early 90s, 1992, to be completely accurate for the uh, the year that we're looking at. And in 1992, there was the origin of the smartphone. So yeah, look, when we're talking about 1992, you know, just to kind of set the set the tone a little bit, because you know, even though I didn't really want to go into the novelty that was of uh, the 1980s so much, you know, um, it's worth bringing up 1992 because you know, for me, I mean, I was uh, three years old at this time. Batman. Uh, the animated series just started. There was uh, X Men animated series. You know things that were uh, were formulative for me and for many many others. You know, on top of that, you had um, you know you it was a, a pretty significant time just in terms of like uh, uh, the way the world was shaping because we were starting to see the end 
of uh of George W Bush, or George Bush Senior's uh reign as a uh, president, we were also getting into um you know we were also getting into a point where um the we were getting to a point where there was just a lot more um consumption <laughs> occurring in the western world where there was much more uh, you were seeing you were seeing a lot more american television come onto uh irish and english uh channels because there was just more of a uh, a demand for uh, for uh, pr- uh shows produced from the states and that led to you know people like myself who've i've been to america exactly one time people and that was for work as a a uh, 29-year-old. So, you know, how did this accent didn't come, come about from nowhere? You know, this is... Uh, uh, it's pr- like the, the way that a culture uh, created, created situations here is very much what caused me to speak the way I do. But anyway, all of that is just kind of window dressing for what we're talking about here. So, this, the first... Uh, the first, like, well, what could be described as being the first smartphone, as from what I can see, um, th- this seems like the best candidate for uh, what we're going to be talking about. Is certainly the best candidate for it. It is the Simon Personal Communicator, which was uh, created by IBM, and it was uh, unveiled in nineteen ninety two, but wasn't available, wasn't released to the general public until nineteen ninety four. So you know, again, early night, early to mid nineties, um, and it's to be honest, it's one of those things that when I started looking into this topic, it became one, of, it became something that was like, wow, this is just you know so much uh, sooner than I thought because you know when you look up the mobile phone itself, you know what you find is that it's. You know, when you look up at what the mobile when the mobile phone started, you're kind of surprised that it's not that much ahead of it. You know, like it it is one of those things where it becomes a bit uh, a bit of a shock to uh, it's a bit of a shock to see that when it was unveiled first, you know, it's like the, what we consider to be our mo- our modern version of it. You know, was very much the um, only a few years in its senior. Like I mean, nineteen eighty one is pretty much um, one of the first times that it was veiled that mobile phones were uh, coming through in Europe. So it's it's a bit of a strange. Uh, it's a bit strange to see something that you know, basically a decade out, and you know, we're getting our first look at a phone that has an LCD touchscreen on it. Now you know, like it. By the standards of today, I mean, even, you know, I remember even when touchscreens first started being a thing in the mid-2000s, which we're going to get to, event, we're going to get to as well. But I remember in the mid-2000s, the touchscreens then were terrible. So I can only shudder at the thought of how horribly unresponsive some, uh, some kind of LCD touchscreen from 1992 would have been, you know, um... You know, in terms of as well as that, the you know, the um, 
the size of the screen as well would have been pretty tiny and it was monochromatic you know the the size of the screen was at uh, 4.5 inches by 1.4 to give you an idea of what uh <laughs> you know of uh how narrow that is um that like that that uh that width would have pretty much been tripled by the time that the iPhone, that the first generation iPhone came out. So it's not, it's not tremendously impressive uh, when you, when you read stuff like that. Um, You know, as well as that, I mean, from, from what I've, what I've read up about it, the battery life, non-existent nearly pointless an hour battery life compared to you know like people compare smartphones to like people compare like their iphones and its battery life versus you know the nokia's of the world like nokia 3310 it's just not a fair comparison because like (laughs) the amount of things you can do with a smartphone are massively massively more um excuse me massively more powerful than what you can do with your um what you can do with just a simple mobile phone you know at the end of the day mobile phone all you're gonna do is text and make phone calls and you might get in a game of snake you know but that would be that would be about it you would have to do a hell of a lot to get one of those phones to run out of juice these days, you know. Um, whereas, like by comparison, you know, like I like I got a OnePlus Seven T Pro recently, and I'm shocked that I get close to forty eight hours of use out of the thing of like actual like of actual use where I can use it and it's not a problem, you know. Um, but anyway, you know, going back to those days, I mean, like a lot of the features that there were that were available for this assignment, they're the kind of things that you know are have pretty much been have always been there, uh, with like maybe one exception. Um, you know, so you're still able to check email and send email. You're still able to uh, look through an address book. You know, as we said earlier, it's a touch screen. Probably not the best touchscreen in the world. Almost certainly would have used a, sty- a stylus, and it had predictive typing, so it would have been slowly but surely learning how you type as you go along. All this is pretty much par for the course. Now there is also the ability, apparently, with it to use faxes, which would give you an idea that of it showing the sign of its times, where it actually did have some kind of use for having faxes and using fax machines which is a little weird i gotta tell you um it's a bit um it's a bit unexpected to see something like a fax machine show to see that it has like a fax implementation with it but hey that's pretty much where uh you know that was pretty much something that was in demand at the time like i mean um this is something where like I mean, I've seen fax machines, but I've never used them. Never had to use them. By the time that, like, I mean, as I'm sure everyone listening to this can say that, you know, by the time that they ever would have needed to use them, there was something better that came along. 
either the ability for email to do more stuff uh, was available or just texting was more of an option. You know, now, uh, you know, one of the other things that was kind of cool, like, cool to learn about just for the time was that one of the things it did to make um, uh, to make uh, calls and faxes a bit better was that you could just literally hardline plug in your assignments straight into a wall socket for a phone line and use it to make calls and stuff that way, which was a really clever idea because, it meant, well, as well as that, like for one of the things that, that made it really clever was that that meant that people would be spending less money than trying to um, uh, do it over like a mail carrier service, which would just make things a hell of a lot easier for them, you know? Um, but, you know, I mean, outside of that, there's not really a hell of a lot more that came out of uh, what Simon did. You know, and then from there, we moved into kind of more of like the the what you would see as being like the the personal uh, what was it the PDA the um, the port the portable uh, device um what was it portable device uh you know, this is why I rehearse these shows. <laughs> you know, because, um, you know, I don't decide until the day that this is something I need to be doing. Um, but, you know, when it comes to... Um, basically, what happened was um, not too long after uh, after we saw the... Um, after we saw Simon come through, we also started seeing more competition. Because that's when we started seeing black uh, BlackBerry come uh, come into the uh, mar- come into the market, and again offering pretty much a better overall service to uh, Simon, where you had like your it's still offering the same kind of things, calendar, full keyboard, but the security pro- the security of it was improved, better internet access, you know, um, only only issue really being that you had to use a headset to make calls which would have been you know which kind of set the tone for what blackberry users would be notorious for and because as you know if you if you remember blackberry users and people who liked using blackberry most people didn't tend to like them uh, they had a bit of a reputation of being kind of like um, the equivalent of like BMW drivers or Mercedes drivers, where people would just go, "Oh, probably not the, uh, probably a bit of a dick." And that's kind of, uh, you know, and BlackBerry was pretty much hold had like a really strong stranglehold on the market, you know, from the mid nineties all the way through to pretty much uh, when people would consider the modern uh, smartphone age to have begun, which was uh, in 2007. Now, before that, there were pretenders to BlackBerry's th- throne. wasn't like they had the they had the market all to themselves. You know, you would see things like um, the, uh, the mobile service O2 had, um, had their, uh, their own PDAs. Which would be, um, uh, which they uh, would then be basically using to compete with BlackBerry, and these would be fully touchscreen phones that had the best internet, mobile internet services available at the time, being on 
uh, where they'd be able to connect to um, cellular WAP, which, you know, at the time was incredible. Now, it, you know, now you wouldn't get an image to load on WAP. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's a, uh, it just shows how, like, even though it's only, even from now, then to now, we're talking like less than 20 years, but still it's, you know, even between like 2007 and 2002, the amount that people expected to be able to do on a wireless service was crazily different. And, you know, getting like a WAP-enabled phone was a used to be a big, big deal. And then it very quickly became something that people, um, you know, it became a thing that were, where it was like a real status symbol to use it. And people who didn't have it would just find ways to really avoid using it. Um, you know, and you got to the, we got to this point where the, like, the only people who really were able to afford these, uh, these kind of products, they, they were seen as the higher end, uh, products purely for professionals and maybe the most, like, um, like, the most heavily spendy of, uh, of, uh, tech nerds would want them. Um, and that's kind of like what the market was for them, you know, and it really, it took Apple turning that market around because, and there were people who were naysayers as well to, uh, to Apple because they were going like, Apple are trying to make this into a trend thing. It's not going to work. It's not like when they did, um, it's not like when they had their, it's not like with, uh, the uh, PCs and the and the laptops they've released, it's not going to be popular. People are going to hate it. Blah blah blah. Um, you know, and there was a huge belief to that. They were going, "This isn't this isn't something that people want." They were saying, "There's people genuinely saying." Now, granted, these were people in the U.S. because texting hadn't really, you know, in 2007, texting was not a thing that was typically done um, by American phone users. Um, and there was a genuine belief going, but who wants to text? Why wouldn't you just rather pick up a phone? And like, even to this day, I mean, Americans are very fond of just picking up the phone to, to talk through their business. Like, but this is, but this was the first time that a phone where, um, where a phone where texting was kind of not going to be a major part of it, but they, where it was, gonna where you're gonna see a big influx of people switching over from making calls to making texts happened and that was something that no one real that there was a lot of naysayers who didn't really believe that was ever gonna happen but it did and it happened with a phone that again you know comparatively you know i mean to put in perspective the when the iphone came out it was the 8 gig model which is the flagship top of the range model was priced at 599 which you know in 2007 was still a lot of money but you know just to put in perspective that simon we talked about from 1992 when it was released in 1994 it was being sold for 1100 dollars. so you can immediately see that there you know that like even though the uh even though it was like even just on a purely monetary level, they are one is considerably more is like nearly twice the price of it. And that's not even taking into account inflation, which would make it so much more expensive than it actually was. 
you know, and it's one of those things where it would really just change how people would view and think about how expensive it is. And that, you know, I mean, the the iPhone culturally was a revolution because it did completely change what you wanted your phone to do. Now, it also brought with it a lot of... Um, uh, it, it also compl- because it also made something like the BlackBerry not really as attractive as it used to be. It also kind of meant that a lot of BlackBerry users switched over to it, which then meant that people who didn't like BlackBerry, uh, BlackBerry users switched as well to people who didn't like iPhone. And then you started seeing the uh you started seeing like a nice uh, new market come through new players coming through in you know in the mobile phone industry people were obsessed with nokias nokias were probably one of the most uh, enduring and popular brands for a decade in 2004 if you told people nokia are only going to have three or four years left where this market share is going to mean anything people would have thought you were crazy because they just seem to be on the cutting edge of it. And then we started seeing the likes of your Samsungs, your LGs, your Sony Ericsson's, your um, your HTC's emerge on the market scene. You know, and from there, things really started to cook because you know, you were seeing guys like Nokia and they worked with the Windows phone and that Windows didn't really get to enter into the market and it became very much this heavy. It's become what it's become since 2007 is very much a space where it's only Android and only Apple iOS, and that's all it is right now. And you know, now we're getting to this point where we're starting to see this, uh, we're starting to see this trend where the you know, you could argue we're into a uh, into a new um, into a web 3.0 based on how things are being used because web 2.0 was at the height of where it was in 2007 and it would be you know uh, and you could make an argument that we've moved past it we've moved past web 2.0 at this point where we have you know uh, where most of the people browse the web using their phone rather than using a phone or using a tablet rather than using a computer or using a web device and it's a it's a truly it's a from that perspective it is a genuinely interesting time to look at how things have um have uh, progressed you know like now we're getting to a point where um we're getting to a point now where like the quality of uh, cameras and phones is incredible. You know, it used to, it very much used to be a case where even when the iPhone came out, where you go like you have a camera, but like if you're still a camera enthusiast, you're gonna really invest in getting yourself a Nikon or getting yourself one of those brands. Those brands now are in real trouble because of the quality of uh, just of phones that you can get in over-the-counter phones. Now, again, you're still probably talking top-of-the-range phones. But if you're if you're looking to make if you're looking to um to make set yourself up where you're just going to make your where you're going to have a home studio for making films or whatever, you could absolutely do it with because especially with the kind of rigs that are available now, 
it's totally possible to just use a smartphone. And hell, if you if it's if it's got a decent enough field of view, you could probably edit on that phone too. Because that that I mean the the improvements to RAM and to CPU usage is incredible, and the applications that are available now versus two thousand seven are incredible. You know, it's become a completely different world. You know, we're seeing big improvements happen now into battery usage into the ability to game and we're seeing we're starting to see the beginning of that change even further because now we're just getting into the beginning of cloud gaming and we're getting into the beginning of um we're getting into the beginning of uh being able to have your games console play up the game but you play it through your phone screen and that is you know, that's some space age stuff right there. You know, like it's actually, it's one of those things where when you take a step back from it, you see how far we've come. Again, this is, you know, it's not, you know, from 2007 to, from 2007 to 2020 is 13 years. But in that time, there's a lot that's happened. It seems like in the time that it took us to get from, from the first generation of, um, of iPhones to here, there's been a lot more development and improvement into make into making the quality of experience so much better than there was from 1992 to 2007. Because even then, the um, you know, even then when the iPhone came out, its battery life, like yeah, it was it was more than an hour, but it wasn't stellar, and uh, it didn't stay stellar either, um. But this is something that just slowly came along throughout it. Like it's it's become it's become this thing now with our phones where yeah, we're get you know, you could argue that people are more dependent on them now than they've ever been. But at the same time, is this really is you know, it, it, it this is also really a device that has improved the quality of life for people. You know, like, uh, you know, one of the great things about having uh, devices like this is that people get to stay in contact for longer. I have friends that I would never be able to speak to without the use of technology like this. And it's one of those things that just keeps me thankful, you know, and it's something that you need to, you need to just reflect on it and see where you stand because, you know, this is going to, this is something this is a kind of technology that's going to be here for i would assume a lot longer i can't imagine a world where it's gone but um i'm sure whatever it places it with will be um invasive in ways we can't possibly comprehend um i don't think i don't think when the i don't think when the iphone was first released in 2007 that people could imagine a world where privacy would be as invasive be as invaded as it is i don't think it's possible to look into 92 and tell people this when uh, as this gets worked on and gets improved over the next 20 years you're, we're going to get to a point where you'll be able to You'll be able to uh, charge one of these phones in a matter of hours 
you'll be then able to watch uh, you'll then be able to watch several hours of video streamed from somewhere else without uh, completely wirelessly and yeah after you've spent that couple of hours doing it you'll need to charge it for another few hours because you will have drained the battery and you'll have access on that phone you will have access not just to your email not just to faxes not just to uh, your contact information but you'll have access to whatever you can query the only thing that will limit it is your imagination and that that's one of those things where um that's one of those areas where i do think we're going to i think people are going to really just go will have to say like you know at this point in time it doesn't look like the smartphone's going anywhere but at the same time with how quickly things have uh, have grown and developed even if it is in ways that we're not really paying attention to you know like yeah the camera's improved massively in ways that like you know i don't really want to get into the detail here because i don't want to bore you with the technicalities of it but if you're looking at like the ways in which they've improved the processing of it has changed computing because their ability to do it has made them has made it more possible to improve the quality of life for all types of computing devices, not just for smartphones, you know, and who knows where this, <laughs> where this will take us, but it's going to be an exciting road to, uh, to, to follow, uh, to follow through on. But, um, yeah, this looks like it's going to be pretty much the end of the first episode of tech takeover. It's been great to finally get this recorded i'll um uh, the next month we're going to be diving into the wonderful world of web browsers so i hope that you're going to stick around and listen to that one i'm going to try and aim to get these all the same kind of length so we're going to talk about about 30 minutes or so and um, as a nice little bite-sized uh, bite chunk for you to have as a break from listening to an audiobook, as a break from as something to listen to on the commute from work or whatever you're doing. But um, yeah, so the, uh, as you know, my name is Bryn and you can catch me on at cast br- underscore Bryn underscore cast or cast Bryn cast um, to not make it as difficult. Um if you have questions, that is by far and away the best place to reach me. If you have clar- uh, clarifications, if you have edits, if you need me to retract anything, that's where you can hit me up. Um, I'm sure by the time that you finish listening to this, there will also be you'll also probably be getting ready to uh, join me over on Nerd to Know uh, on, to, on Nerd to Know basis where. I'll be with the rest of the Nerd to Know Media crew for our weekly, um, our weekly and usually live um, live shows every Wednesday night, um, and I do hope I'll see you there. But um, that's pretty much going to make it for this first one. Thank you so much for listening through. I'm glad you soldiered through it with me, and um, I will talk to you guys in a month with uh, uh with an, a quick history of web browsers um
Speaking of browsers, I'll just do a very quick uh, reminder that Nerd to Know Media is sponsored by Brave Browser. I will absolutely ensure that in our show notes we have our special link so that you can download and install Brave. I use it for all the research I did for this. I use Brave as my uh, web browser. It's a it's a nice clean UI. It, it uh, makes it a lot easier to track through articles and stuff like that because I don't have to deal with ads. It gets straight to the information. Um, I can't uh, I, I can't speak highly enough of Brave, especially when they are sponsoring us. But even if they weren't sponsoring us, I would still be recommending them very highly. Um, so yeah, please do listen to us and listen to us on the Brave browser. That will do it for Tech Takeover for this week. See you next month. Bye-bye.